Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board gaming. I'm your host Albert, and this is episode 41, Ying and Yang and Dreams. Hello, and welcome back to the show. This is episode 41, and I'm pretty excited about it, in part because that means in just a few days I'm off on vacation. Me and my family are heading up to upstate New York. We're going to Rochester, where my wife is from, and then we're going to Cape Vincent, New York, which is on the St. Lawrence River right across from Canada, and we'll be spending the week there. The weather is pretty cool right now. It's about 10 degrees Fahrenheit colder than it is here in South Carolina, so I'm pretty excited about that. Similar to the weather I used to have in San Francisco when I lived there. So yeah, so knowing that I'm already up to the weekend and I'm doing this episode, it's just about four more days and we'll be on the road, and I can't wait. But before that, let's jump into tonight's news. First off, I should have mentioned this last time and I totally forgot. In May, I had the Solitaire Gaming Month extravaganza, and there was the, the geek list for that. And the geek list went over so well that a listener and user, Ryan Mobile, decided to, to give it a try and make it a monthly geek list. So now there is a monthly uh, Solitaire Games on Your Table geek list. The first one is June. There should be another one in a few days for July. Um, if you haven't checked it out, go go and look at it. Post whatever you're playing. There's discussion going on. Um, people are talking about what games they're trying. It's a great way to learn about new solitaire games you didn't know about or to find out more about games you did know about. There's a subscription thread, so you could uh, always see whenever the new geek list and not miss it. I will include uh, links to those. Also, the game Conflict of Heroes Awakening the Bear, which is a World War II game, I think it's for two players, has a solo expansion coming out. Now, if I remember correctly, this game was designed to be pretty soloable, but it wasn't specifically a solitaire game, or even had specific solitaire rules. But there is a new solo expansion. It's called Conflict of Heroes Awakening the Bear Solo Expansion. And it's pretty interesting because it uses emergent behavior and agent-based logic. I'm not really sure what that is, but I think it's uh, fancy names for some fancy complex algorithms so that the the AI is much more interesting than your typical war game you've played before. Now, I don't believe it's out yet, but it should be available at some point soonish, maybe for Essen. I'm sure curious about trying that, but unfortunately, to try this means I'd first have to buy Conflict of Heroes and then get the expansion, so that's probably $150. An awful lot of money. Ooh, and the game says it's got a playing time of 30 minutes. Hmm, that's interesting. Next is Think Fun. The I talked about them before a couple years ago, one of the early episodes. They publish logic puzzles and that sort of thing and games for kids. They've got a new a new puzzle, a spatial puzzle that uses lasers. The game is appropriately called Laser Maze. It's a lot like Ket, the laser game. It's just sort of, a, I guess you could say, a laser chess, but this is just solitaire puzzles. It's a, Since it's Think Fun, it probably has about 40 puzzles, which is pretty typical for their stuff. And the first one's easier, and the last one's get much harder. It seems to have... So it looks pretty interesting. It re, it's retailing for $30. It's a little bit pricey, but it's got lasers. Let's see, the fourth item... Elder Sign, the Unseen Forces expansion is now available. I've seen it in my friendly local game store. I have not picked it up. In part because I had to put away Elder Sign in storage. We're getting ready to move. And so I've been putting away a lot of games. And that's one of the ones that I decided to put away. And of course I'm regretting it. But there you go. Anyway, that expansion's available. It's small. It's about the size of a Arkham Horror expansion. The little ones. And it brings some dies and new scenarios and a lot of different things. It does look really interesting. I think that also retails for about $30. And number six, not specifically news, but it's interesting. I was looking through BGG, getting ready for today's episode, 
and I found that there are two more games by Shady Torbay listed on there. He's the person that designed Onirum and Equilibrion slash Urbion. The two games are Castellon and Sylveon. There isn't a lot of information about them. There's no pictures or anything. According to BGG, the release date is 2014, but you know I'm sure that's very, very up in the air. Castellon looks like it'll be a bigger game than either Onirum or Equilibrion slash Urbion. It's a toweling game, and it's set in the same universe as Onirum and Urbion. Sylveon is the other game. It's again set in the same universe, and this time a mad fire elemental lord is out to burn down the dream forest. This game apparently is a tower defense style game. You've got waves of monsters coming at you, and you gotta. It uses cards. I don't know if it's a small size box like uh, Onirum is, but it does sound interesting. I really am looking forward to to knowing more about either of these games. Both of these games support one or two players, so I am guessing it's it's again similar to Onirum. An Urbion in its solitaire game, which can also be played cooperatively by two people. Okay, the seventh, I'm sorry, the sixth item of news is a game by Iron Games. They have published a few games. As far as I know, they are all solitaire friendly. They include PAX and they include PAX and Peloponnese, which is supposed to be a pretty good game. I have never tried it, but I would like to at some point. So it's a toweling game about collecting taxes, and it's set in a First century AD in the city of Palmyra. Basically all I know about it, but it's something to keep an eye out for. I'm guessing this will be coming out at Essen. And finally, the seventh item of news is uh, there's a new solo wargaming guide that has been published by Presses Media. It is a, it's a PDF, a downloadable PDF book or a printable book. You can get it as a PDF or paperback format. It is a 108 page book about playing miniature games, specifically solitaire. The rules cover campaigns and and get into things like how to deal with attrition and morale and all sorts of other things. I have looked through the book. It looks really interesting. I'm actually really interested in trying it out now. I don't have any miniatures I could use it with. I don't think so. But I decided to try out the campaign game using using Pocket Battles by Z-Man Games, which is a sort of a miniatures game. It's basically a skirmish game in which you're and in this version specifically, it's the Celts versus the Romans. So I'm going to give the try with that, playing the game, and using the campaign rules from the solo wargaming guide. I read through the book. I like the style of it. It's pretty interesting. It's um, As I read the book, it felt like I'm getting advice from somebody who has a lot of experience in playing solo. And, and sort of a cookbook. You can use what you like or what you don't like or what you think fits best with the specific miniatures rules you want to use. The PDF costs $6.95. If you want a soft cover book, it's $8 more. So that would be $14.95. So... I will include links for that also. So in the last couple of weeks, I've actually had an opportunity to play a few different solo games, which is a bit unusual for me lately. I find that often I only have enough time to play the game I'm going to talk about in the next show. Two weeks ago, after my last show, I wasn't really sure what game to talk about, so I just started playing different things. I played Land of Enin a couple times, had fun with that. I played Race for the Galaxy, and I was pretty sure I was going to do that one, but I don't know if I decided not to. I want to play it some more again before I do, and I think I will probably do it in the next couple months. I've been wanting to talk about that game for a long time, but I haven't. It's designed for, I think, two to five players, but the first expansion actually added solitaire rules using a, a robot. And when when you play against a robot, there's about six or seven different strategies depending on what starting world he begins with. Uh, I played a bunch of Urbion. I played... Let me see... Oh, I, I played Infection once. I didn't... It was pretty late. I didn't get very far into it. And I had fun with it, but it very much messed up the rules. Oh, and I definitely lost the game. 
I'm taking that with me on vacation, so I'm sure I'll get more chances to play it. I was going to give uh, Dungeon a try solo also, but I haven't had a chance to do that one yet. I finally bought the Leve and Mass app for my phone, for my Android phone. It was on sale last weekend, so I was able to get it, I think, for $1.99, and I tried it once. I enjoyed it, I had fun with it, I really do like that game. It makes me want to go and play the board game version. You know, I like games on my phone, but I don't... For some reason, I don't generally enjoy board games on my phone. I prefer playing a board game on a board. I don't know why that is. A lot of people seem to like them digitally, but it doesn't work for me. So when I go on vacation, I am planning to take a few things. I mentioned a solo wargaming guide and pocket battles. I'm going to take Infection with me. I'm probably going to take I'm probably going to take Runes of the Undercity, which is a solitaire role playing game. Well, it's a solitaire role playing module, really. I guess it uses the Labyrinth Lord rule set, which is basically the Basic Dungeons and Dragons rules from the late 80s or early 90s that came in that big red box. So I might try that one out too. I don't know what else I'll be taking, but chances are one of those three games will be the next episode, since that's what I'll be playing over the next couple weeks, if I have time. If you're also going to be in the Cape Vincent, New York area the week after next, send me a gig mail. Maybe we could get together and play a solitaire game. Okay, I think that's all the rambling I'm going to do. Now I'm going to go ahead and jump into the review. Okay, so today's game is Urbion, or Equilibrion. This game is by Shady Torby. It was first published in 2012, but then it was recalled and republished in 2013. You probably remember, since I've mentioned this game more than a few times before, it was originally released as Equilibrion. It became available in Canada and I believe in Europe, but before it was available in the U.S., Z-Man got contacted by somebody else that had a similar named game and gave him a cease and desist letter. So Z-Man recalled all their copies of Equilibrion. And finally, about six months later, I think, re-released it as Urbion. So as I said, the game is designed by Shady Torbay, who also designed Onirum. And the art is again by Elise Placide, who also did the art for Onirum. It's a small card game, same size box as Onirum. It is very similar to Onirum in some ways, but at the same time very different. The theme is similar in that you're in the land of dreams, and the art style is very similar since it's the same artist. And as a matter of fact, some of the, the characters from Onirum will look familiar the nightmares. Some of the cards have characters that look a lot like them. So what you get in this game is two rulebook sheets. One sheet has the basic rules, the other sheet has the end of the basic rules, plus the two-player rules, plus the rules for two expansions. And the game basically consists of, I don't know, about 108 cards probably. So most of the cards are dream cards, probably like about 90 or so of the cards. And there's two types of dreams. There's Sonye and Incubi. The Incubi cards, I guess, are bad dreams and they have negative values. They, they always have a negative number in the card. The Sonye are good dreams and they have positive numbers on the cards. Besides that, there's a 12 city cards. Your goal is to balance and collect all the cities. And then there's a bunch of cards for the two expansions. I'll get more into those later. The way the game basically works is you're going to have four of the city cards out on the table. And you're going to play two dream cards to each city at the start of the game. The dream cards always have a number on them. The, as I said, the, the bad dreams, the incubi, have negative numbers on them. The negative cards tend to be odd numbers, but not always. Definitely the majority of the negative cards are, are odd numbers. So a lot of threes and some ones. And then a few twos. Good dreams, the Sonye tend to be even numbers. 
So most of the positive cards are twos and fours. There's a few ones. I don't remember any threes in there. I don't think there are. And then there's also some chaos cards, which are five, and they could be good or bad. They could be positive or negative. And that depends on which side of the city you play it. So as you play the, the dream cards of the cities, you're going to play the bad dreams on the left and the good dreams on the right. And your goal in the game is to balance the city so that the total on both sides is equal. So you're basically doing that by playing cards from your hand during your turn. During your turn, you have a couple choices, which is to play a card to any city, but a city can only have up to three cards on either side. Another thing you could do is you could discard a card to move two dream cards on, on the same side and swap their places. So if you have on the top city a dream that's a negative three and on the bottom city a dream that's a negative two, you could swap them and hopefully that could balance the, both of those cities if you're lucky or maybe just one of them. The thing you, third thing you could do is discard a card from your hand and then collect all the balanced cities. So every city that is evenly balanced both to the left and the right side you discard those dream cards and collect the city. If a, card, if a city is not balanced but it does have cards that total up to the same number on both sides, you could remove those balanced cards. So if one side has a, a negative 1 and a negative 3 and the other side has a positive 4 and a positive 2, you could remove the one and the, th the negative 1, the negative 3, and the positive 4 since those two balance out. Once, you, once you've collected the cities, you'll then play new cities to replace those and play two dream cards on each city. And you keep going this way until either the deck runs out and you lose, or if you collect all the cities before the deck runs out, then you win the game. That's basically the game. There might be a couple little details about how you play the cards and that sort of thing, but that's basically the whole game. It's very simple. It is it feels a lot more mathematical than Oniram. Oniram feels more just like set collection and more casual. In this game, you spend a little bit more time thinking about your choices because as you're playing dream cards to the different cities, you, you know, you basically got four sides, four spots that you could play each card on. Plus, if you're swapping the cards, and you've got again got choices about which two cards to swap, so so you end up doing a lot more thinking, I believe, than you do in Onirum. As I said, there's two expansions. The first is the Books of Power. There's eight book cards. If you're playing with that expansion, you're gonna shuffle them up, draw and discard two without looking at them, and then flip one book card at a time. And at any point you decide to, you stop flipping those book cards. The ones you have flipped, you will get to use during the game. They basically give you more powers, more options to do when you discard a card. But for each book card that you decide to play with, you're going to have to discard two cards from your deck. You'll flip the top two cards per book. Any cards that are Incubar's Sonya, you discard. Any of the Chaos cards, you keep in the deck. Did I mention the Chaos cards already? I think so, but just in case I'm going to mention them again. These cards are Dreams... They can be positive or negative, but they have a 5 value. And when you play them, you always, as soon as you draw them, you always have to play them immediately. And you have to play them on the side of a city that has the most points already. So it's all they're always going to throw the, that city into greater imbalance than it was before. And your choices with those are either to, to play to the city or discard it and discard 4 dream cards. Or draw 4 more dream cards and discard them. But if any of those are also chaos cards... You again have to repeat your choices. Your third choice is to to remove all the cards from any balanced city you have on the table already that you're ready to collect but hadn't yet. Anyway, so back to the expansion. So you get the you're gonna draw some number of books of powers and you have their abilities to use for the the rest of that game. The abilities are things like move one dream one incubi dream to up and down to any other city. You don't have to swap and you could just move in a single dream. 
another card lets you move a Songje card, Songne, I don't know how to pronounce it, to any other city. Another ability lets you look at the top two cards and put them back in the deck in any order. A couple of them don't require you to discard to do their ability. One of them, if you manage to balance all four cities, when you claim your city cards, you actually get to claim an extra one. Normally, if you balance all four cities at the same time, then you actually get to claim five cards instead of just four. If you have this Book of Power, then you get to claim six, which helps the game end a lot faster. So anyway, these are the types of Books of Power you got. There's three or four more, but I'm not going to go into all of them. The thing is, you never know which combination you're going to get when you play, and you got to choose to either keep drawing more or stop and I think the more you choose the harder it's going to be I haven't tried I think the most I tried was four four books of power the most you could ever choose to do is six and I think the least I tried is three I found this expansion makes the game a little bit easier because you basically just end up having more choices on how to play the cards each turn yes you have fewer cards to work with but having more choices I think helps a lot the other expansion is called the art squares and the metas this adds four more city cards or art square cards, and eight meta cards, which are other dreams. All these cards, I think, generally make the game simpler when you're using them. I mean, simpler, not as in simplistic, but improve your chances of winning. In that, the... Oh, here's another rule I forgot. Those city cards I told you before, they have two elements. There's the four basic elements in the game, you know, earth, fire, water, and air. Each of the cities has two elements it's associated with. Each dream card is associated with one element. You can only play a dream to the to a city that has the same element it's associated with. So the arch squares are actually cities that have all four elements associated. So you can always play any dream to that city, which makes it easier to balance. The other cards, which are the metas, are basically dreams that can be positive or negative. If you flip one card one way, it's a, it's a negative dream. If you flip it the other way, it's a positive dream. And they ha tend to have different numbers on opposite sides. So a card might have a four, plus four and a negative one, or plus two and a negative three. So again, these, these are really great dreams because if your cities are currently balanced, unbalanced and tend to have a lot more negative cards and positive cards, then you can play it as a positive. And if you ha your cities are balanced such, if your cities are unbalanced such that you have more positive than negative, you can play it as a negative. It's really, a lot more versatile. The problem with the expansion is that it doesn't make the game easier. You now have four more cities you got to claim to win the game, 16 instead of 12, and I am finding it really hard to do that. I've played that ex this expansion about five times, I think, and I have yet to win it. And honestly, I don't think I've re really come close to winning yet, not with that expansion. I look forward to playing with both expansions together. It looks like it, it makes the game more tense and more strategic as, a, as you'd have a lot more choices. But I'm waiting till I succeed at winning this way before I try that. So what do I think about the game? You know, first of all, this game, I think it's a very unlucky game in that it is following in the footsteps of Onirum. Onirum is a really fun game and it's really great. A simple game and it's always satisfying, always interesting. This game had to, to equal that. You know, any anybody that's played Onirum is going to want to compare the two games. And, you know, the art's the same, it's the same designer, it's set in the same universe. How could you not compare it? So as soon as you start, you're going to be disappointed because, well, they're not the same game. They play very differently. I mean, they're similar in their lightness, in their theme, but the way you play the two games is very different. And, you know, the first time I played it, it was like, oh, this is okay. It's not as fun as Onirum. But having played it a lot more times, I now do find it this pretty fun and quite enjoyable. I think it's, it's equal to Onirum. Both are very satisfying games. Both are different games. I like math, so I enjoy the the challenge of balancing the cities 
I think it's a little bit of a logic puzzle trying to figure out when you're moving dreams around by trading their places, which cards move around. There's always some strategy and some thought into which dreams you play and which dreams you discard to take actions with. So yeah, so I think it's really fun. I'm glad it's not a, just like Onirum, and I'm glad it's very, very similar theme and very, very similar art style. I think the game might be more tactical than Onirum. I, th- I think Onirum always felt a little bit more luck-based than this one does. I suspect it just seems that way. I don't think they really are. I don't think one's more tactical than the other, or one's more luck-based than the other. But you know, it, it does have that feeling, and maybe that's just because I've been playing it so much more lately that it feels very strategic. I haven't played Onirum in a while. I should bring that out because, boy, they are both fun games. So anyway, I think that's it. That's it for Urbion. As I said, it's a game I've enjoyed. I think it's definitely a game worth picking up and trying. It's only about $15 retail. Probably a lot cheaper if you look online. Alrighty, thanks for listening. Have a good 4th of July holiday if you celebrate that, or a good uh, 14th of July if you live in France. And uh, talk to you in a few weeks. Well, that's the end of today's episode. If you'd like to contact me, you can find me as Fractaloon on BoardGameGeek, or you can email me at OnePlayerAlbert at gmail.com. You can also post comments on the Podcast Geek list on BoardGameGeek, or come visit the One Player Guild on BoardGameGeek for comments and discussion and whatnot. The intro music is copyright Angus and is protected under a Creative Commons license and can be found at gemendo.com. The show is published under Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike license. Thanks for listening.